Jackson, what are y'all at this morning? Come on, give me a little love. Hey, what you don't realize is there's a lot of people that make all this happen. So they were having some computer difficulties back there. Small, we didn't have lyrics up there, and that funny video came in. Can you give them a round of applause? Let them know how much we appreciate them. Working through all the obstacles and opportunities because I'm going to tell you, it is not always easy. I promise you to get in here and do what we got to do. But all of the volunteers, we had an amazing week last week. Thank you for everyone who signed up to volunteer. It is not too late for you. If you still want to volunteer for Easter or on any given Sunday, these are the shirts that we're passing out this year. You can sign up by going to uh, Mallory at the TV, or you can find the little QR code. It is everywhere out there. Just sign up, and then we'd love for you to be a part of it. Anybody looking forward to Easter? Come on, where y'all at? Come on, where y'all at? Perfect. Well, this is what I like to hear, man, because we're going to have a lot of fun with it. We're going to have, I promise you, an awesome experience for you and your family from the outside to the inside. And today's message actually goes along with everything that is happening, all right? I'm talking about from the outside to the inside, and it applies to everyone. So turn to somebody sitting next to you and go, this applies to you today. Give them a little love. Say, it applies to you today. Perfect. And it really, really does. Sometimes when I say that, you're like, I don't even know if it does. I promise you this one does, all right? So when I say the word invitation, all right, when I say the word invitation, what comes to your mind? Now, you just think in your mind for a second. You don't have to say it out loud, but just walk through it. I walked through and I thought through in my life. One thing that comes to mind is a wedding invitation. Anybody received those that time of year? Had a beautiful wedding yesterday, and it was awesome. We had a great time. Edward Bass and Christy, we went over there to uh, Jolly Napier Road, had a great ceremony, but got invited, so obviously it was awesome to be part of that. But right around the corner, you know what invitation's coming? It's going to be graduation, son. You already know it. You already feel it. You know it's happening. You know it's going to be there. If it's not graduation, if it's not wedding invitation, then it's the birthday invitation. Y'all know what that feels like as well. You can have a birthday invitation, a graduation invitation. But honestly, when I think about invitation, there's one other thing that comes to mind. And that is, just as I am, Lord. Anybody remember that? Just as I am. Maybe that's not quite the way it went, but it was, the, it could be Baptist Church invitation. I had that as well. But most of you today, that's not even what comes to your mind because you're like, man, it's been a long time. I haven't seen that. Weddings you get, graduations. But there's also what is called the informal invitation. And that is through your cell phone. When someone texts you, hey, you hungry? You want to go eat? Hey, you want some coffee? You can do all of these different things because the goal is you're trying to get someone to go with you somewhere or participate in something that's special to you. Now, if we're honest, though, sometimes it can get a little weird, whether that's through your text or through a personal invite. And I pulled this video up because you already know this as well as I do. When it comes to inviting someone to church, it can get real weird. You want proof? Here it is. Watch. I'm uh, I'm up. I'm up. It's him again. Him who? Please. 
Fine. We'll go to church with you. We don't care what you wear. Our pastor is funny. We won't ask for money. Who even uses a boombox anymore? We gotta say anything to get us to go to church. movie come on holler out if you remember that movie anybody know yeah y'all so old school y'all don't even know man this is old school that was just kind of having fun with it girl going hey man it don't matter how you do it uh the bottom line is if you're not careful it can be very very strange it can be a little bit weird but what makes an invitation weird this is one question that i walk through in my mind as i'm going through it doesn't matter if it's a wedding it doesn't matter if it's a birthday or if it is an invite to church it's when you don't really trust or know the person that's asking you to participate so for example if somebody said hey come to go to church with me you're like man do i know that church or can i trust that pastor can i trust what they do and you already know if you're looking at simple church and me i hope you can but some of you're like i don't know man that dude's funny he's crazy he's weird but that's the goal is that hopefully, prayerfully, people will go, man, I've heard of them and I love what they do in the community and I've heard what they've been able to do around the world. And man, I think I might want to do that. And when I thought about this whole idea of invitation and I thought about you and me, I went back to scripture because here is a great look at an invitation found in Luke chapter 19. This is a great reminder of what it should be for us when it comes to these relationships with people. When Jesus came by, he looked, him, looked up and saw Zacchaeus and he called him by name. He said, Zacchaeus, quick, come down. Now, first thing is, is Jesus knew Zacchaeus and Zacchaeus knew Jesus. So in that whole interaction, it was like, hey man, what's going on? And like, hey, then Jesus is telling him, hey, quick, come down. The next little part here is it continues. It says, for I, this is Jesus talking to Zacchaeus, for I am going to be a guest in your house today. Now, this is where you invite yourself. Anybody ever been a part of that? Yeah, you understand. Zacchaeus hurried and he climbed down and took Jesus into his, house, into his house. But look at what it says, with great excitement and joy. Now, the reason this is important to me is I hope that you know and you've experienced in the relationship with Simple Church, this is a big deal to us. Is that when you get around Jesus, it should be fun. It should be exciting. It should be something that you go, man, I am so thankful I'm a part of it. And when you look at the relationship, even all the way back 2,000 plus years ago, in Jesus, in the whole invitation and the whole inviting himself, he invited himself into Zacchaeus' house. Now, if y'all don't remember the story, Zacchaeus was not a good dude. This was not the best of the best. Zacchaeus had done some things wrong. And here Jesus is going, hey, man, I'm going to come to your house and hang out today. And when he does that, there's something that is written in here that you can't see. And that is because there was trust involved in that relationship. Now, let me give you another example. Mark chapter 2. When some Pharisees saw Jesus eating with such bad people. So let's go already go there. This is how Jesus was. This is what he was about. Walking this planet. Hanging out with people that many people did not believe he should be hanging out with. These Pharisees or these religious leaders asked their followers. Why does this man eat with tax collectors and sinners? And then when Jesus heard this, this is why I love Jesus so much. When Jesus heard this, he came back and he said, it's sick people who need a doctor, not those who are healthy. So I did not come, look at this right here, to invite, right, to invite good people. I came to invite sinners. Anybody know any sinners? Can I get an amen out there somewhere? Yes. 
So here's my first thing I'll tell to you. Invite them to Easter. They'd be fit in perfect, all right? Because when it comes to Simple Church, I want you to know that we're all sinners. None of us in this room, including the stage, the pastor, the band, or backstage, have it all figured out. And if you want to know what has made it different for over 15 years is we really do believe that all people should be invited and they're all people are welcome. Regardless of what people think about them or say about them, I want you to understand if you have a friend who is a sinner, like I do, it is a great chance to say, hey man, I'd love for you to come and hang out with me and be a part of what we're going to do this Easter. Because what you will figure out and they will figure out because many of you have already figured this out, they're going to fit in just fine. And when I look back over my life and I think about all the things that have happened in my life, this is why this one little interaction in the next few days is so important. Are you ready? Here it is. Because great experiences happened because I was invited. And I want you to think back in your life. You don't just wander into them. Many times it is because something is going on or someone has experienced it and they're telling you, man, come be a part of it. And when you get invited to that, Man, it's like, man, that was a great experience. I wasn't really sure I was going to enjoy it. I wasn't really sure it was going to work. But because I was invited and because I trust you, I will do it. I'm going to give you a couple examples. Tony and Terry, some of my best friends since we were in middle school and even younger, elementary school, had been hounding me and hounding me and hounding me for, honestly, probably over a year to go surfing with them. They said, hey, man, Tony said, come on, man, come surfing with us. Terry, come on, come surfing. I'm like, man, I can't do that. I don't have time to do it. But here's the picture. I'll put it up on the screen for you because, believe it or not, well, maybe it'll come up. They're having some computer issues, as you can tell. They invited me, and I, and I went. And when I went surfing, I was like, you know what? Man, this is a great experience. And if they never invited me, I was never able to take my son. I was never able now to have those memories. And I'm going back in my life and I'm thinking, man, what if Tony and Terry had given up and said, no, I'm not going to invite you anymore. Not going to happen. I'm like, man, I wouldn't be enjoying all that. I went around the staff and I was like, hey, man, has there ever been anything in your life where someone invited you that had a huge impact on you? So my brother, for example, he came back. He said, man, when they invited us to participate in the Bipsy 100, I was like, man, it was awesome because here they were. Now, come on, give them a little round of applause. They won the trophy back in the day. Had all of these team members. My brother's going, man, if nobody invited us to participate, to help out the kids in the college, we would have never had all those memories. I went to my next door neighbor there, Brian Reed, in my office. I said, Brian, has anybody ever invited you? He goes, yeah, Justin. How about when they invited us to go to the Dallas Cowboys suite? Come on, Cowboys fans. Where are y'all at? Yeah, there you go. Richard East, man, me and Brian. And somebody, literally, said, hey, man, I'd love for you to be a guest in our suite. And we were going, man, that was a great experience. Somebody invited me. We were like, yeah, we trust them. Let's do it. We were able to experience that. I asked Scott right on the corner. He said, Scott, have you had any good experiences someone invited you to be a part of? He said, man, when I went to Honduras and drilled that water well for the first time, I'll never forget it. It was a great experience, but y'all invited me to go. You asked me to go. And we needed him to go because we needed some help that year. And he went and he said, man, it was awesome. He'll still tell you. If you see Scott to this day, he'll tell you it's one of the best trips he's ever been on in his life. So then I went to Caleb, the new guy on staff, right? He's not been here that long, young, excited. I said, Caleb, have you ever been invited to go somewhere that changed your life? He said, yep, I went to Disney and it changed my life, son. <laughs> and I was like, that's what I'm talking about. He literally walked into the Disney world and said he cried when he walked in. He said, oh my gosh. And all of his friends were going on a trip and they said, hey, we wanted you to be a part of it. So they went. I asked Amber around the corner. I said, Amber, have you ever been a part of anything? She said, yeah, when I was in Frisco, I was going through a hard time, a life group. 
of girls asked me to be a part. And when I was in the middle of my divorce and all the struggles I was going through, it changed my life because someone invited me to be a part of their group. I could go on and on and on. And I want you to think for a minute. Have you ever been invited to something that changed your life? Have you ever thought, man, this really was an awesome thing because I was invited to participate. I trusted that person and it changed me. I'll give you another example. When I think about the invitations in my life, they always equal great blessings. Then you go, Justin, always? Well, if I trust that person and they know that we really do have a great relationship and there are great things in that relationship, then they're going, hey, man, yeah, come on, be a part of this. I think you're really going to enjoy it. I think it's going to change you. Well, I go back to scripture, Luke 14. You ready for this? The man said to him, it will be a great blessing, and there we go again, an invitation, right, for anyone to eat a meal in God's kingdom. Now, the reason I want to go here is because this is a fascinating passage of Scripture. But what I want you to understand is the man said to him, it would have been to Jesus, and he says to him, it will be a great blessing for anyone to get into God's kingdom and eat with the king." Now, this man at the time was not thinking of heaven. He was not thinking of eternity. He was thinking of when Jesus, when you take over and you're in power and we can knock out the Roman Empire, when it's your kingdom and we get to have the celebration feast, it's going to be awesome. It will be a great blessing. But then here's the thing. Who don't like blessings, right? Everyone in here, if I were to say, hey, man, I want to bless you. I want to take care of you. I want to make sure you're taken care of. And I want to bless your socks all day. None of you are like, no, I don't want to be blessed. Of course you do. But then watch what happens. Luke 14 continues when it looks at this says Jesus said to him a man gave a big dinner he invited many people this is just fascinating to me so here Jesus saying hey man I'm gonna have this big dinner because the guy's like man I can't wait to be in God's kingdom Jesus says it's funny you say that because this man had this dinner he invited a lot of people and it was time to eat he sent his servant out to get the guest and he said hey man come on the food is ready but then he went on but all the guests said they could not come you ever been a part of something like that? Man, you're getting ready to have a big party. You're like, hey, man, I want you to come. And they're like, man, uh, each one of them had an excuse on why they couldn't come, right? First one said, hey, man, I just bought a field. It's like, hey, man, I just got a new house. I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. Maybe next time. The next one comes up and says, man, I just bought some work animals. This would be for us. It'd be like, no, man, I just had a brand new car. I don't know if I can do that. So it continues on. Go to the next slide, please. So the next one said, hey, I just bought five work animals. And the next one said, hey, I'm going to try to just got married. All of these different excuses are coming up. Bought a house. I got these work animals. I just got married. All of these reasons I can't come. And then Jesus continues and he says, so the servant returned and told the master what happened. And guess what? The master was angry. Now, you're probably going, well, why in the world was he angry? Well, you think about it. If you're having a big party and you know it's going to be big blessings for everybody and you're going, man, I want you to be a part of it. I want you to come in and enjoy it. But then when you send out those invitations, everybody's like, man, sorry, I can't make it. Sorry, I'm not going to make it. Sorry, I can't do this. The reason that the master was mad, frustrated, was because he knew they had good excuses. There's no doubt. But he wanted to bless them and they were going to miss it. See, this is the thing. Sometimes people are like, well, why would the master be mad? I mean, they all had, one of them got married, dude. That's important. One of them had to go, you know, take care of this new house, new field he's got. The other one had some work to do. But Jesus was telling this story to relate to you and me. 
And he was not talking about a physical dinner that we would actually experience on this side. He was actually talking about eternity. And he was trying to illustrate to this guy, he's like, listen, man, I want to bless you. I'm inviting you to be a part of something that I promise you will be good. Trust me on this. And I don't want you to miss the blessing. So he says, look, the story continues. So he said, hurry, go out into the streets and the alleys of the town and bring me the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. I mean, man, this is an interesting turn in the story. And later the servant said to him, Master, I did what you told me to do, but we still have places for more people. Because guess what? All of them said, oh, we'll make it. We can be a part of it. So then the master continued. He said, well, go out into the highways and the country roads and tell the people there to come in. Because I want my house to be, what's that last word? He's talking about heaven. He's talking about eternity. And he was talking about the fact that, hey, man, everybody in this world gets caught up in their business. They get caught up in their, maybe their new marriage. They get caught up in maybe new homes or working through the different things. And Jesus said, man, we're all so easily distracted. So then Jesus says, I don't want you to miss the blessing. And so when I went to the people that didn't have their plate so full, when they were hungry, when they were longing for something to be different in their life, all of them said, man, I can come. And then he said, there's still room for more. Well, go out further. Go find more people to go talk to. In the midst of all of that going on, man, now you know all of these people come and fill up the house of the Lord. And this is what's crazy to me is Jesus was telling the story to say, hey, listen, if you're hosting a party, don't you want everyone to be there? Isn't it true that you don't want anyone to miss what's going on? Well, here's the newsflash for me and for you. You ready? Jesus doesn't want anyone to miss his party. He doesn't want anyone to miss his blessing. And you're going, Justin, what are you talking about? What is the blessing that Jesus offers us, even when it comes to this idea of an invitation? Well, it's pretty simple. John 10.10 10 tells us this is it. It says, I came so that they might have a life and a grateful life. So here's where I pause. And I think about it. Do you feel like your life is great? Do you feel like, man, I am living life to the fullest. I have all these blessings and I am really enjoying it. Or is it like me and many others, you get so distracted and so busy that when an invitation to do something awesome or powerful or participate, even in what God's doing, you don't have time for it anymore. And the next thing you know is you start going through, you're like, what happened to my life? Why is this not happy? Why am I don't feel fulfilled here? Why am I struggling through this? It's because we're all battling the same things they were battling even 2,000 years ago. Jesus is saying, I came so that you can have a great, full life, but don't ignore the invitation to participate. Don't get so busy that you miss what it is that I want to do in your life. And we're all guilty of it, especially in the last couple of years. Man, it's been challenging because all this other stuff's going on, and we're just now trying to get back in the flow. So if you made it today, you did good. Don't beat yourself up for missing the others. Go, this is a new day. You made it, man. Let's celebrate and get ready to continue to experience God's blessings. It's the same way, man, when you're looking at your life and you're going, what's tomorrow hold? What's Easter hold? That's why Easter is always an awesome time of the year. Because it is, hey, I need to get back. I got to get back on track. I don't want to miss the blessings that God has. And here's the thing. It's not just for you and me. There's one friend, maybe in your life, that really needs the same blessings you've experienced. And here's my question. What if your invitation changed someone's life? What if you were not just so focused on you getting back in the flow of things, which I'm thankful you are, you're here, you're watching online, you're doing great. But what if 
one invitation that you extend to somebody, just one, changed their life. They experienced life to the fullest. And maybe because they trust you, it's not a mail out that's going to get them to come to church. It's not a billboard. It's the fact that you're their friend. It's the fact that you are close to them. It's because they trust you. And when you come in and go, hey, man, come with me, man, bring your family. They go, dude, if you're going to go, man, I can go. And I can experience it. And what I want you to know is, in 15 years of Simple Church, I've seen it happen. And one of my favorite stories I'm going to share with you right now, because he is an awesome guy and his family is an awesome family. But it all started because someone he trusted invited him to come to Simple Church at Easter. And what a blessing. Watch. My wife grew up with Justin at the church he was formerly at there uh, with her family going to uh, that church. So uh, me and my wife finally, the day came to get married. So Justin married uh, my wife and I and uh, just had the premarital counseling. And Justin and I had a great connection and just always felt connected to him and seen periodically. And uh, then I worked at a job that I traveled a lot in the film industry when it was booming here in Louisiana. So I was always out of town, and then when I was in town, my wife and I puddle jumped a lot, different churches, because she's Baptist, I was Catholic, so we never could find the perfect church. One day somebody said while I was in town, hey, you know, it's Easter, why don't you try a simple church? And it was the first year they were at the Centrally. So we walked in, it was just amazing, it was pretty cool, I was like, man, you know, this dude's crazy, you know, what's, what is he doing walking, but he gave, it just connected, it all made sense. And I looked at my wife at the end of the service and I said, this is it. This is the place. And she looked at me and she said, yes, she felt connected too. So we went to the Easter service where it's just kind of come one, come all. And that invite there just opened the door and I immediately walked in and saw friends that I knew and uh, people that my parents knew, people that my grandparents knew. So I immediately felt like this is, you know, home, this is it. It's made my relationship with my wife grow. Because Simple Church has showed me these ideals of bringing me closer to Christ. They're still, like Justin said, we're all jacked up, but we're, he's working on me. Can I get an amen on jacked up, still working on me? <laughs> this is why I love Blake. We call him Tricky because when someone invited, we didn't even know what an impact Tricky would have on all of our lives. Because God has used Tricky to change our lives. He keeps talking about, man, it was good for his family and what it's done for him and all these other things. But what I want you to know is, is Tricky literally has blessed us way beyond what we could have ever imagined. He was in the movie industry, and you already heard that. But we didn't really fully know that. But when you look back over the 15 years of the Simple Church, I found another video. We did this a few years back because we wanted to thank him because what you have to know is when there's a cool set or a cool design, Tricky has his hands involved in it. And God knew by someone inviting Tricky and his family to come to Simple Church, it would change his life, but it would also change our lives. And here is just some of the staff over the years reflecting on what Blake Tricky Lavasher has done for us. Watch. Hey, Tricky, you know I love you. You know I cannot do this without you. doesn't matter what you've done for us, but you've done a lot. It be from all the superhero series that we've done, from Star Wars, from disco balls to... Uh, just toys, all of this fun stuff that we've done in these services, you've been a major part of. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you, dude. I really appreciate all you do. Hey, Tricky Man, you are the man, dude. I think of a few special projects you've helped me out with, one being Bipsy 100 Champions because of you and your fabrication. We won this year, dude. 
But Don, you've done so much more. The sets, the world of wheels. Dude, I just can't even think of all the projects that you have come through for and done a fantastic job. So thank you, and Ashley, thank you for sacrificing him all those nights when he was working so late. You guys are the best. Hey, Tricky, thank you so much for all you do. You always take what's in my head and then you turn it into something amazing. We couldn't do Simple Kids without you. Thank you so much, we love you. Tricky, you know I love you. Thanks for always making the stage look so good. Hey Tricky, man, I just want to say thank you so much for your hard work, your attitude. You've always got a great attitude. Even when we throw stuff on you last minute, you're smiling and you're just cutting up even while we work, so you make it lighthearted. I appreciate that. And also, Ashley, thanks so much for letting us take him and use him at all hours of the night sometimes just to get things done. Thank y'all both, both very, very much. What I really love about Tricky is that if uh, there's a will, there's a way. And if you can dream it up, he's going to do everything in his power to make it happen and make it come to life. And it's going to look great. He's going to put a lot of energy, a lot of work into it. And uh, it's something that I really appreciate just from the creative aspect of it. And uh, I think he's great. I love working with him. He's my boy, Tricky. Time is Now think about this, all right? So when I'm sitting here thinking this past week, and I'm talking about what am I going to talk about, I'm going back to this invitation. I knew because Tricky was here building the family feud set last week for our big volunteer party, and it just hit me. I was like, man, Tricky, if he wasn't invited and he didn't trust that person, then how many events would be totally different, not look anything like what we've experienced? When it comes back to Easter, I had this picture. I pulled it up, and this is just one of my favorites. You remember the big gun that we made to shoot T-shirts out in the audience? Tricky made it. I mean, hand made this, like fabricated it, made it happen. And then if you've forgotten, we had a big 90s party. He built Jurassic Park, y'all. I mean, this guy is so talented. And here's the thing. If you know another Tricky, invite him. No, I'm just kidding. That's not... <laughs> it's a joke, man, right? Who knows? I can go through and think of so many different people in my life that have blessed us as a result of you inviting them and them becoming to be a part. And some of you are going, man, I don't really have a whole lot. You have no idea what God's going to do. You have no idea how your skill set or your abilities, your skills can bless us, can help the kingdom of God, not the simple church specifically. But you think back and go, well, what if you go, no, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to invite. I'm not going to. I'm just telling you, you just never know. Now, here's why I challenge you with this idea of sending out one invitation to someone. Maybe you going, hey, man, I'd love for you to be a part. Simple Church is different. You already know this. I don't have to kind of blow your mind with that. When you look at all the different things we've done, we love having a lot of fun. It's a totally different thing. But you go, well, what do you mean? John chapter 1, verse 39 is this whole come and see thing with Jesus. And this is what makes Simple Church so awesome, and you make it awesome, is when you tell your friends, just like Jesus saying, that, hey, man, just come and see what's going to go on. I promise you, when we're throwing thousands of paper airplanes in the Brookshire Grocery Arena next week, you just want to see that. If you're in the Frisco area and you're going, hey, man, we're going to do our own thing. We're going to fold our own airplanes. We're going to throw them in here. We're going to have a good time. You're going to do it unlike everyone else. 
You're going to experience something different. And the only way to know what that's like is to say, hey, just come and see. Come experience it. And in that process, what happens is that Jesus will be lifted up when they come to see the experience. We promise you, John 12 says it best. When I am lifted up from the earth, I'll draw the people to me. What we believe is, is we want it to be so different, so fun, so exciting, such a great blessing for them. But out of that trust relationship, that when we lift up the name of Christ, man, that he draws people to come to him and things are changed. And here's what I wrote down, thinking through it this past week. When we lift up Jesus, he in turn, he lifts us up. And then when he lifts us up, guess what we're supposed to do? We lift others up. And then I looked in Acts 3, 7, and I thought, man, this is it. Peter took the man's right hand, and he lifted him up. Your invitation could just lift a friend up that is in desperate need. They may be sitting there going, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know where I'm going to go. I ain't got nowhere to go. We don't know what we're going to do. And here's the best news. You could come in T-shirts and jeans, shorts, flip-flops. We could care less. Just invite them and say, come on. I hated the fact when I was growing up we had to find Easter clothes. Some people love it. If you want to dress up, please dress up. Man, put on your best and man, put your new outfit on. It's a reason to go buy something new. I get it. Do it. But if the economy's been tough on you, you don't have anything, just come as you are. Why? Because there's some friend somewhere that goes, man, I need some hope. I need an encouragement. When we lift him up, he lifts us up, and then we turn around and lift others up. And what friend could use a lift in your life right now? Right now, I believe because the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ himself loves people so much, he's putting somebody in your mind. It could be a family member, it could be a neighbor, it could be a coworker, it could be a friend to go, hey man, just come on. And here's the thing, when you go down to Brookshire Grocery Arena, I promise you I have enough room. I promise you you're going to be able to get in there and have a good time. We're going to do a great show, it'll be awesome is what we try to do with the fun. But in the bottom line end, we will show them Jesus because we believe that he will change people's lives. He changed mine, he changed Blake's, and he'll also change yours. And you go, well, what do you mean, Justin? Well, we went over this past week, actually about two weeks ago. We started interacting and having a little fun getting ready for Easter, and we're talking about lifting up the community. And this year, when we do the Do Good Project, the little fun exercise where we throw in T-shirts or whatever, we always do that to help someone in the community, to lift up the community. So we lift him up, he lifts us up, and then we try to lift the community up. So this year we're doing it with throwing paper airplanes to lift our military families up. But when I tell you we're going to have a fun time and we're going to have a great giveaway that your friends need, we're giving away free airfare for them and their families somewhere in the United States if they land that airplane on the little target in the arena. That's pretty fun. It's going to be difficult to be challenged, but man, we got a professional airplane guy going to help you and show you how to do it. John Collins will be here to make it happen. But... We also are going to give away something we've never given away before. Speaking of lifting people up, I went over to Frisco to show you a little bit on what we can do when we have fun. And this is the things that you're not going to find at any other church. Your family can win this experience. Watch. Guess what, Simple Church, it's about to get real, baby. I've jumped out of an airplane, but I've only done this one other time. I think I can get it. Let's fly. What? It's classroom time now. Now we're about to teach you how. Not me, our instructor. 
High fly ballot, let's go. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Got it, baby. Look, I fly right here, baby. Come see us at I Fly Dallas. Come fly with me. My name is Jackson. We got great instructors here, as well as Amanda. She's awesome. Come hang out. We'll keep you safe. We'll give you a great time. Have fun with you. Come on, Simple Church. Let's roll, son. Where else you gonna do that, man? And you can do that. You have a chance to win it. It's a fun way to lift up your family, and while we're doing that, we're going to be lifting up military families all across our community, from Barksdale to Army, all of these different ways. So come on, give these military some love, man. <laughs> throw an airplane on Easter. Come and be a part of the world's largest indoor paper airplane throw. You do not want to miss it. And what am I challenging you to do? All right, here it is. Remember this. I just want you to simply invite somebody. Can I get an amen on that? Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, watch this. <laughs> Uh, don't spill that. My wife will be upset. I'm not. I'm a pro. You're a pro egg dyer? Oh, yeah. You know there's more to Easter than just the eggs, right? Yeah. Chocolate bunnies, marshmallow chicks, and um, jelly beans. Hey, why don't you go to church with me this Easter? Can he come? You know, Easter's not about the bunny, right? My wife's gonna hate this. Come on, y'all, give me a little love right there. Have a little fun with us, dude. You might as well invite somebody and have some fun with it. But here's the deal. We're going to have the bunny. Can I get an amen on that out there, son? We're the only church in town that you'll be able to come to church, have an Easter egg hunt on that day, and then experience a great worship service all in one experience. It's going to be awesome. Thousands of eggs, thousands of fun things to do. Ice cream by Mr. Spud. We got snow cones. They got inflatables. All that happens on that morning. So just think, if your one invite could possibly, might just change somebody's life. If you invite some bunny, it might just happen. But you got to do it, Mike. What if it changed their life? Now, put a picture in there, and I hope it's in theirs, because this is the thing that I want you to see. Whoever invited Blake, he trusted him enough. He came. And then what I want you to understand is when I talk about changing somebody's life, I'm talking about for eternity. 
And just think about this. If Blake said, no, I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to go, but he risked it, and then here he is at his son's baptism. What if that one invite not only changes that person, but changes their family forever? I'm also going to tell you a pretty simple way to do it. You go, well, Justin, I don't know if I got the courage to necessarily talk to somebody about it. Well, if they're a close enough friend, shouldn't be that weird. But also, you can simply text somebody an invitation. Now, if you go, Justin, I don't even know if that really matters. Well, 46 characters can also change a life. And you got a week to do it. Here's the proof. Watch. You know, you can change a lot with just 46 characters. For example, you can change where you live. Or you can change your relationship status. Fellas, we do not recommend proposing via text message. You could also change your career, change your vehicle, or you could change just about anything. But maybe this week, you could use 46 characters to change someone's life. Think about it, pray about it, and use your 46 characters for a change. Come on, y'all, give them a little love right there. Here's the thing, we've created some little images and they're little text images that we're going to put on our website, we can download, but you can just send this kind of stuff out. Copy and paste them from our website, from Facebook and all that, and just send them out. Because if it comes from you, and this is the thing, not in just some mass email, I'm talking about text one friend. Go, hey man, I really would love for you to be a part of it. Because when you keep your eyes open, something might just happen in your life and God might open your heart to say, man, that's the invite I need to make. And it might just change not just their life, but their family's life as well. As we wrap up and we get ready to walk out of here, I'm challenging you. We got one week before Easter to think about that whole illustration Jesus gave. We're all busy and things get busy. But what if you turn your focus towards somebody that maybe is so hungry, so desperate, so in need, so lonely that they accept the invitation? Someone else, maybe your closest friends, oh, I go here to this church, great, man. We're, I really am thankful they're going to church somewhere. If somebody else says, no, man, I'm going out of town, I get it. But what if that one person comes to your mind and it really does change everything? I do believe this. It could be even a stranger. And you go, what do you mean, Justin? Well, Steve Hartman, we pulled this video because we've shown it before, but I thought about Easter and I thought about this week. If you've ever gone in a restaurant, if you've ever gone to the store, it could be your cashier, it could be a stranger. And you're sitting there going, well, man, I can just tell something's going on with them. And when you take time and you care, God does something because that's the heart of who he is. It's like Zacchaeus. He's seeing Zacchaeus and like, hey, man, I, I remember you. I know you. Can I come hang out with you? Sometimes you have a relationship and they're not close friends. It's just somebody that you know, maybe through doing business or a certain store that you shop at or whatever. And then sometimes you just go in and God leads you like, man, that person needs encouragement today. Well, this video is a reminder of being sensitive to what God's asking you to do. And maybe when you invite them to just come down and sit and eat with you, that you begin to see that it changes not only that person, but it changes you as well. Here's one last reminder of the power of keeping your eyes open and seeing the need around you. Watch. For barbecue lovers, Brad's Barbecue in Oxford, Alabama is heaven on earth. 
But 80-year-old Eleanor Baker says her visit here earlier this month was especially divine. I think it was a God thing. I think God sent me there. You think we needed the example? Yes, that people care about other people and how important it is. <laughs> Eleanor is a widow. She lives with her dog, Rufus. And although she has a big family, they mostly live out of town. So Eleanor was alone the night she went to Brad's barbecue. Security footage shows her entering there in the purple. And at about that same time, these three young men arrived. They say they were just having a good old time. We was all just sitting there just talking. When Jamario Howard noticed Eleanor. An older woman sitting by herself. Jamario says he hates seeing people eat alone. And I seen that. When most of us see someone eating alone, we feel that way. But our sympathy never solves anything. And Jamario really wanted to fix this. So he got up from his table and sat at hers. He just came up and he said, I saw you sitting over here alone. And he said, do you mind having some company? And she said, go right ahead. And then I introduced myself and she introduced herself. And that's just kind of how it all got started. They all ended up having dinner together. And it was just a really nice, pleasant evening. <laughs> what those 20-somethings did that night speaks volumes about their character. <laughs> but they say it wasn't entirely altruistic. <laughs> they enjoyed her company as much as she enjoyed yeah. theirs. Because when we left there, that's all we talked about. When you make that kind of connection with somebody, it's hard to let it go. Like I already feel like we're her grandkids. <laughs> so you got room for these guys in your life? Of course. I'm so glad y'all could make it. They have all vowed to make room for one another. And certainly, if Eleanor's right, that God played any role in this, it may be to remind us of the joy that awaits just outside the bubbles we live in. I used to say when I was younger, and I still say today, like, I'm going to change the world somehow. And I don't know how, because I'm not rich, I'm not famous, and I'm not very smart either, so I can't be the president. But we can show the world that it's all right to be kind, and then before long, maybe the world will be a much better place. <laughs> Amen. Steve Hartman, On the Road, in Oxford, Alabama. Come on, y'all, give it up for him. And just think, as we walk out, that what if you took a simple card like this, we gave some out at Volunteer Night the other night, we're going to have some out in the lobby, or you sent the text that's all virtual, and by you seeing a person sitting eating at a table by themselves and just go, hey, man, I'd love for you to be my guest. And even commit to the fact I'd love to sit with you. If you don't want anybody to sit with me, why don't you come with me? And you never know what that person's story is and what changes as a result. It starts with us being kind. It starts with us being open-minded, open eyes to see the needs around us. I'm so proud of those guys because I've... I've been in that same situation and didn't go over. I didn't say anything. It's a lesson for me. It's a lesson for all of us. Let's just be sensitive to what God's going to do this week. And who knows what stories we'll be talking about one year, five years, 15 years from now. Because you invited somebody. And it not only changed their life, it changed their family's life. And it might even change our community. Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you for who you are. I thank you that you set the example. Lord, you showed us how to meet with Zacchaeus. You showed us the importance of reaching out to people that want to come. You showed us, God, that you want to bless us. And the reason that the servant, uh, was, the master was so upset is because, man, he just wanted them to experience the blessing of being a part of this great meal. They want 
them to be in heaven. That was the desire and still your desire to this day. And we're left on this planet with a, a mission, a reason that we're still here. Is there someone that needs our encouragement? Is there someone that needs our love, our invite? And maybe there's someone today that they're here because someone invited them. God, I thank you for them trusting us enough to come and be a part. But help us, Father, as we're walking out of here and we got a week up till Easter. Everybody's going somewhere. The majority of people are like, man, I'm trying to figure that out. Help us, God, to give them some guidance if they don't know where to go. If they feel lost, they feel like they don't fit in, I pray that they'll know Simple Church is a great place for them. We love you, Jesus, and we thank you that you showed us how to do it. You walked this planet. You gave your life. You died on a cross. You rose again for us to have the same strength, the same hope, the same great blessings in our life because we received what you were handing out. And that is forgiveness, grace, and love, and a second chance. If someone needs it today, God, I pray they would do the same thing. Jesus, I need you. Come into my life and change me. Help me to be like you. Help me to see things like you see. And help me to act like you, love like you, and invite like you. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Can't get an amen somewhere. One time, come on. All right, man, you got a couple options. Remember, you got 9-30-11 next week, Brookshire Grocery Arena. But also, if you're volunteering and you're serving, remember, we're setting up Saturday morning. So come and see us at 9 o'clock. You're on that setup team. Don't you forget, we're going to be there making it all happen. We got awesome stuff planned for you. Don't miss it. God bless you. Thanks for being here. And you do not want to miss Easter. It's going to be fun, all right? Until then, what do we say? Peace. Peace. Thanks for coming.